Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Do you know someone on your holiday gift list that's looking to cut costs? Consider a Henson Razor. Henson Razors use quality standard blades that only cost 10 cents each. That means you'll only be spending pennies a month on blades. Compare that to multi-blade cartridges that cost 20 to 30 times more. Over a couple years, that special someone on your list will save hundreds and get a safe and smooth shaving experience along the way. To learn more and to get 100 blades for free, go to HensonShaving.com holiday. The best trio since Anton Deck ditched Bruce. Let's get ready to rumble. It's time to talk telly with Luke, Gary, and Matt on the number one TV podcast. Honor this time using these names. It is the number one TV podcast on at these times and using these names. I'm Luke, editor of the website thecustardtv.com, joined by Matt. Good evening, Matt. Good evening, Luke. How are you? I'm all right, and I care that you asked. How are you, Matt? I'm not bad, no, it's been a good day. Yeah, alright, and also Gary. I don't care how you are. I know, because you've already told me, so, you know, I don't yeah. care. Spoil the illusion, Gary. Yeah. 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 Well, no, you told, you told Matt, so. And good evening, listeners. Right then, it is the Custard TV podcast, the official podcast of thecustardtv.com. If you've never heard this podcast before, what we do is we talk the latest TV news, reviews, and previews. But for right this second, and for... For two minutes of this podcast, I would like you all listening now, as long as you're not listening on, you know, what during a run or on the loo, if you could go into your browser of choice and go online <laughs> to thecustardtv.com and just check out the newness. It's got that new site smell. It really does. Check it out, thecustardtv.com, completely redesigned. We're looking for advertisers now if you want to advertise on the new look site. Get in touch with me, I'll give you all the information. But it looks good, I'm really pleased with it. And we won't say anything else. Really? Because oh. it sounds... Well, do you like it? Well, yeah, I like the new... I particularly like the new logo. The, the splash of custard behind a telly. I like it. Yes. Um, no. Yeah, I'm very pleased with it. So, thank you should go to Pat Scullion, who designed the site as well. So, thank you, thank you Pat. Pat, for that. Right, okay, it's the Custard TV podcast. I'm aware we haven't done a particularly funny opening... But it's one you'll remember. So yeah. no change from normal then? <laughs> no, no. In fact, we've, um, we've reverted back to type. Yeah. Um, so much TV news, reviews and previews to do this week. So with the news, it's Gary. Yay! Welcome back. Thank you, everybody, for uh, your, your cards of condolence as I had one week off. I got none. Uh, big news. Talking about people leaving and not doing things that they normally are doing. Uh, Matt Smith uh, has left Doctor Who. Uh, the n- 11th Doctor? Yeah. Yes. yes. The 11th Doctor. I don't know that for certain, yeah. but I'm fairly yeah, sure. Yeah, the 11th Doctor, because there's only supposed to be 12 yeah. ever, so that's interesting. Uh, he's going to leave at Christmas, so that means a Christmas Day regeneration, which has got Who fans like myself in a bit of a bit of a, bit of a tiz already. Um, What's your favourite Who track, then? Sorry? What's your favourite Who track of your Who uh, fan? Don't Get Fooled Again. I do like that. It's yeah. a bit long, bit long, but I like it. Yeah, you know. Um, yeah, the, obviously, the 
Twitter was a buzz. It was Saturday night, wasn't it? I think. It was. Yeah, it was, it was Saturday night. Late it was Saturday sort of day as well. It was quite late. late Saturday. Were they trying yeah. to get the American audience? I don't know what was going on. Um, but um, obviously, this caused the furore that you would expect about his replacement. And I have a little bit of betting news. We don't cover betting enough on this podcast. No, we don't. But I bet we will from now on. Indeed. Boom. Boom. Um, I'll read a couple of names, not everybody, but uh, the names to replace Matt Smith are at two to one Ben Daniels. Anyone? Yes. Anybody? Uh, Law and Order UK uh, and right. cutting it. Matt anything. Smith. Didn't Matt Smith appear with him on on Twitter or something? Oh, that, that might be the, the case. He's got the. He's sort of got the backing of Matt Smith. I think that's why he sort of. And, and I think I think the other reason is, of course, don't forget David Tennant and, and Matt Smith himself were fairly unknown before they took the role of Doctor Who. They yeah, certainly. It's, yeah, the, they were kind of known, but not in the same way. There were no gnomes, and there were no gnomes. Yes, indeed. Uh, <laughs> second is, surprisingly, comedian and, and actor Chris Addison, who at the moment is on Mock the Week, and I believe he's out in America directing episodes of, um, of uh, Veep. Um, oh, yeah. That's a surprising choice at 7-2. to two. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not sure where that's come from. Maybe someone said something. These betting ones are usually based on... You know, someone says something. I mean, Ben Daniels is top of the list because he's been with. You know, he's he's appeared in a lot of things with Matt Smith. You can see a lot more, a lot of names on this list are sort of joined together because people. Well, there's, aren't... there's also a lot of strange names like David Tennant is twenty one. Oh, that Gary, I'd like you to pronounce the third name on the list. Chittywell Edgerfall. Oh. Yeah. Well done. <laughs> I would have gone with Chitty Chitty Bang Bang yeah. if it was me. Uh, some strange ones again. I mean, Russell Tovey at 10 to 1, we, we were discussing that he's already been in Doctor Who as yeah, another character, yeah. as has another person, David Harewood, who's further down the list. And um, James Corden's there as and well. Indeed, James Corden had a massive role. I mean, also they've got Jelly Col- Jenna Louise Coleman. I've seen um, uh, What's Her Face, um, the pop star. Uh, it was married to Chris Evans. On Sonia. The, uh, Sonia, that's it. No. Um, Piper. Billy Piper was on a list somewhere. Oh. So Miranda Hart. I bet on another list. I mean, come on, England. Uh, my tip outside bet: Chris O'Dowd at sixty to one, an Irish Doctor Who. No, because then there wouldn't be any more Moon Boy, no, and I would have to. So, who, who would you say then, Luke? Who's your? Well, I, I, you know, I can't. I don't follow Doctor Who, but my, my gut instinct is that none of these no, agree. no one on that list is going to get there. certainly not going to be Mark no. people Benedict. have said Damien Maloney who's 11 to 1 on this list he's been the... but do you think he was sort of known from being yeah. human do you he? think they'll go young again like yeah. sort of unknown or do you think they might go for a slightly older actor this time I, I certainly think they'll go young I don't think they'll go female I wouldn't be surprised if it was Russell T Davis if they went for a male companion I was surprised that perhaps they did Russell that. T Davis. Yeah, no, because when he wrote, you know, he, he came from a program. You know, he's when he, he did, 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 did when he did it. Stop, stop. Yeah, he yeah. wrote. He wrote. He was the first. He was the person that broke Doctor Who back, wasn't he? No, but I thought you were saying you think he's going to be no, the no, new no, Doctor no, no. Who. Though, I was really. surprised that because of Russell T Davis's background in that Channel Four program about homosexuals, that he didn't in try and incorporate <laughs> some of that. Teachers, Doctor Who. But he did in Torchwood, didn't he? I mean, you know, yeah. Jack, Jack I was going to say Jack Sparrow. Captain Jack, Jack Sparrow. <laughs> Captain Jack was openly gay. Well, no, uh, I've never Tom- missed Gary this much. Wasn't he a bit of the Tommy Two Ways, wasn't he, Jack? <laughs> was that his character's name? Yeah, I think he was. <laughs> right. I think he was. There was definitely, there was definitely a bit of a, you know, 
casual interplay. Um, <laughs> casual what? I don't know. Move on. Uh, I, we'd love to hear your uh, <laughs> thoughts on the new Doctor Who. If you have an outside bet, or if you'd like to throw a name into the hat, Bruce Forsyth, maybe. I don't know. Uh, you can contact yeah. us on Twitter. Should we tell people how they can do that, or should we ke- keep that back as a surprise for later to make them listen? If you want to get a hold of me on Twitter, you can go at Luke Custard TV, and your mind will be opened. If you'd like to look at a strange picture of me, which is now out of date because I've had a haircut, you can go to Adam I'm very freaked out. I'm sorry to talk over you. I'm still ever so freaked out by that picture. Are you auditioning for the new Doctor Who? It's a good thing thing you don't go to Twitter that often, really, isn't it, then? It is. I'm never on it. And Matt? I'm at Matt's TV Bites, and I did not uh, realise Luke was performing amateur brain surgery these days. What? You said you were open people's minds. (laughs) I will. Slowly but surely, they'll come round to my way. Slowly but surely. Moving on very quickly, because we've got quite a lot to get through, as Matt and Luke alluded to at the top of the podcast. Uh, Great news for fans of Endeavour. It has been given a second series. Do we know anything about this? Do we know what the second series will consist of? Will it be six episodes again? Yes, I know all about it, Gary, because I'm a TV person. Do it. Uh, It is very much the same as last year, or as this year, sorry. Four 90-minute episodes... Uh, filming in the autumn, expected in early 2014 on ITV. Beautiful. Uh, another show that's getting a second series, much to most people's chagrin, is Surprise Surprise. I, Amazed I, by that! I forgot, I forgot it even came back. Fact. Yes. <laughs> when was this on? Because this is a late it, it recommission, isn't eyes. it? <laughs> um, this is a late recommission, because I can't even remember when this was on. It was before Christmas, I think. Yeah, it was. It was late. It was sort of probably when you were moving back to the country. Yeah. Yeah. They purposely put it on a top Don't say that aircraft. in case immigration are listening. No. <laughs> when you but while, while you were being smuggled over the over the book. Yes. Talking of unsurprising ITV shows that we're not sure 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 about, um, your face what? sounds familiar. There was a double word in there. Don't worry. Move on. Uh, your okay. face sounds familiar. Is a new show coming to ITV. Already, I'm slightly apprehensive over the words hosted by Alicia Dixon and Paddy McGuinness. <laughs> oh, that I reckon it's written all over that. Yeah, that, that. That's a that's a winning combination. That is. Yes. <laughs> I see. Le- let the crap see the telly. Yeah. And also, um, I let believe Emma Bunton is involved in this somehow. Emma Bunton's on the judging panel Julian alongside Julian Clary, uh, a comedian whose name escapes Julian me. Julian Clary. That's him. <laughs> I had to say it three times. Yeah, is it um, celebrities singing like fame? Isn't it basically celebrity stars in their eyes, judging from. Uh, Yeah, it it basically is celebrity stars in their eyes, and then at the end of each show, the producers pick the songs that they'll sing so they don't know what they're going to be singing. What I will say about this, as much as we mock it, is that it has proved successful in America, Spain, and 30 other countries. But I do think it's the new, it sounds it's the, new, the, the worst program. Talent kind of talent contest. It sounds the worst program so in the world. Without splash. But actually, it's apart not the worst from, program. <laughs> apart from the following. Well, the bottom. Well, yeah, yeah. I, I will come on to that in a moment. Uh, a, a, a double act which we hope will be a darn sight better than Alicia Dixon and Paddy McGuinness is um, BBC Two drama The Thirteenth Tale which has uh, poached stars Olivia Colman, who, yes, is the busiest work- working woman in show business, and uh, Vanessa Redgrave to star in this new drama. It's supposed to be, I've heard it tagged as a psychological thriller. 
It is. It's it's along the same lines as page eight. Is it about yes, ghost writer, isn't it? Olivia Colman. Play a ghost writer to Vanessa Redgrave's character. Oh. Yeah, and it sort of flashes back. It does that thing I always complain oh. about, where it flashes back. Love it. Shows you Vanessa's uh, early life. Could be good. Could be good. Uh, Tom Hardy is going to front an ITV documentary called Poaching Wars. I'm assuming this has got something to do with um, when uh, when I was poached from another podcast to appear here. No, no, no it hasn't. I wonder if he'll uh, wear the Bane mask while he's hosting it. That'd be uh, a nice little okay. twist. No, I think he's going to be dressed in an ivory suit. <laughs> now, <laughs> now, seeing as Matt gave me that, ta- that task earlier of pronouncing um, Chitty Chitty Bang Bang, I'm now going to attempt <laughs> to pronounce the name. That's incredibly offensive. To, 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 to announce the four uh, pros who are leaving the next series of Strictly Come Dancing. They won't appear on the next series. So you have Aaron Bogue, Vincent Simeone, Flavia Kakacha, and Aliana Villiana. <laughs> Give that man a Swiss roll. Well, that's fair enough. Um, I'm only slightly disappointed because. Flavia Kakacha is the weirdest-looking woman on television. <laughs> well, I think Vincent and Flavia are like dancing partners, aren't they? They no, obviously, if pair... one's leaving, the other's got to go. So they pair, pair up, and I think they do like a, a show together. So, and Erin's been there since the start, so I think she wants something new. Aliona, I think, has actually been pushed out, judging from what what people uh, have said. Was she the one that was dancing with the one out of Westlife? No, no, she was the one who was dancing with Johnny Ball, but then got injured, and by the time she'd come uh, back... Ah, right, Johnny Ball was long gone. And they have announced the, the new uh, the new stars, and including the Johnny Ball, the woman who was dancing with Johnny Ball this year, so there's four new stars have been announced. If I can just do my Johnny Ball joke, at one point he was told to think of a rumba. Okay. Uh, BBC One have announced a new Saturday night programme called That Puppet Game Show. Cue the laughter. What the heck is this going to be about? Don't say puppets. <laughs> it's in co- it's um, with um, the Jim Henson Company. Oh, the Muppets. And it is the f- it is the first game show uh, to feature a behind the scenes sitcom with puppets, and it just sounds. It like sounds worse like than... uh, Rob Ryden's annual retentive, but with puppets. <laughs> <laughs> Great. <laughs> that needed making. Um, well, I, I, on that note, I leave the news and move over to the reviews and leave you in the capable hands of... Me. Because I didn't know we didn't talk about that. And my hands are a bit slippery. Oh. What did you say about that puppet game That puppet game show, just very quickly? Uh, I have posted um, something online on the website, thecustodyb.com, saying... Is Saturday Night TV a little bit dead now? Should the talent shows move on? And why can't? Why do we keep getting bog standard, terrible ideas to sort of reinvigorate Saturday Night? Love to hear your views on it. Mm. I know we shouldn't prejudge no. that puppet game show before it's they been on. They were previewing this, weren't they? They were saying like, you know, we've got a new face for Saturday Night and all this, and you know, he'll he'll walk, win you over with his warm northern charm and everyone thought... No, he won't! Vernon K or Peter K or someone... One of the Ks. And then it turned out to be... 
Yeah, well, so if I, it remains to be seen uh, whether this is good or not, but I'm placing a bet that it won't be, and that's the second gambling reference we've had on the podcast. Uh, ITV's latest comedy drama is something else of a talking point on this podcast. Love and Marriage uh, by writer Stuart Harcourt stars Alison Steadman, Celia Imrie, Ashley Jensen, Graham Hawley, and a load of other familiar faces, including Duncan Preston. Right. I went to the set of Love and Marriage in March down in Coventry, or up in Coventry, or to the side in Coventry, depending on where you live. And, or um, in Coventry, if you're in Coventry. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. Um, yeah. And um, I have to say, it was a great day, and the cast were very enthusiastic. Um, but to be honest... And I have to be honest, because this is what this is about. Love and Marriage, for me, had had a very odd tone to it. Ooh. I didn't like the tone. One minute it was it was trying to be funny and farcical. The next minute it was trying to be uh, quite dark and, and upsetting. And it just didn't get the balance right. And I know Matt will... Matt can probably go back and listen to every podcast and tell me how often I've said this about a programme... I didn't really care about any of the characters at all. They were just very cliche and, and seen it all before. And the modern family talking head style thing, I didn't really think added anything to the programme. Yeah, I would agree with... I, I'd agree with the, the talking heads thing. I thought it was a very lazy way of introducing the characters, having those captions saying, you know, who they are, what position they are in the family and all that. Now, I, but I had a different problem... The one you did, and that was—I just thought there was too much going. There was too many characters. It seemed overcomplicated. I can see what you mean about the tone, but I don't think it bothered me as much as it did you. But I will say that I did like the character played by Alison Steadman, and I felt there was a good show in there somewhere. I think if it had just focused on her, you know, her reevaluating her life, her relationship with her husband played by Duncan Preston and her relationship with her sister played by Celia Imrie, I think it would have been a much better programme without focusing on all the younger characters. Well, the, the premise is that it will focus mm-hmm. on each couple within the Paradise family I, every I, week. I don't care about them at all, and really yeah. I, I would have preferred just to see a, a series about, like we had The Last Tango in Halifax, I know that had... Exactly. Two, well, that had their kids, but they only had, you know, it was two other. But that was that's an exact. We can compare those yeah. two, and I think the the difference is what and what Sally Wainwright has always done so brilliantly in each one of her series, and why I think she's such a talented writer is because even the minor characters in Last Tango in Halifax had their yeah. story, and it was told so well. And you knew those people instantly. That, it was just so well I done. I mean, by the end of episode one, I know nothing about the Graham Hawley family, nothing about them at all. And, I, I, you know, you're saying that, that we learn about them as it comes up, but we need. I thought we needed to know as much as possible in this first episode. And I think that is a failure of the writing. And I don't think they needed, at least didn't need three children. You know, they don't need a cast of ten characters. And the thing about a, a, a premise like love and marriage, mm. it's not something we've never seen before. Something like that I love, like Cold Feet, yeah. did this superbly well in the early noughties, late nineties. I think ITV love. have got not a good record with um, programmes with love in the title after last year's Love Life, which oh, that was sunk without a trace. That was the... Well, Titanic did that yeah. before, oh, it, but it was... True. 
<laughs> it is the worst thing in the world. Moving on to one of my favourite programmes of the week. BBC Three have a new hit on their hands, and you don't get to say that very often. Uh, <laughs> the Call Centre is uh, a fly-on-the-wall documentary. It's just, but it's the funniest hour I've spent in front of the TV for a long time. It, I felt the same affection to this as I do towards Channel 4's The Hotel. Mm. Just that it was really well observed, really funny, and as long as you go in thinking, don't take it seriously, have a good laugh, you'll enjoy so, it, and that's what I did. Yeah, I mean, I saw, again, you've written an article on this today, haven't you? And um, I saw <laughs> on that that um, Ricky Gervais tweeted saying that uh, about David Brent not being that far of a sort of... Um, you know, comic character because the boss uh, Nev in uh, the call center is absolutely you know he he's was it dire with a smile and um, happy people sell. Now, what's the other one that he rhymed something with? I can't remember now. There was another oh, rhyme. I forget, there's so many. I, yeah, I'll have to watch it again. I, it's the sort of thing actually that I could watch again and absolutely. Get, yeah, I've, um, I've seen it a couple of times, and it is you know, and you've got like the girl with the tea trolley, and you know he's trying to find the other girl on a date. And you know how he recruits people by just walking them up and down and going. I ju- I love that. Can he have a job? Can he have a job? I just love it. You need to watch this. It's on Catch Up and it's on every Tuesday at nine on BBC Three. The Call Centre. We don't we don't give programs like this enough airtime because a lot of people, as I said in the article, sort of jump made in Chelsea. Can I, can I ask and a quick question? Anyway, about it? Yeah, of course you can. Was it was it thirty minutes or an hour? Now. It's an hour, but for that, me the hour flew unusual, by. That's very unusual, but then a lot of people that I've seen on Twitter said it didn't feel long, but I, it is very unusual for an, for an hour-long comedy. It's, it's, it's not a comedy. It's a docu-soap. I suppose well, it's a documentary. comedic elements, I suppose. Yeah, the only other thing that we've had on this year that has been as successful is probably people like us, isn't it? I suppose that's the yeah. end. I don't think that got as much uh, promotion have done. across the BBC yeah. And it didn't get as many tweets uh, when it was on. But apart from that, yeah. Um, the Americans on ITV uh, started Saturday night. Now, somebody brought up a good point about this earlier on during the podcast. The Doctor Who announcement, mm, I yeah. think, came just as this was on. Yeah. And there was not a trace of the Americans think, on Twitter. I think it's like, you know, you trump our voice with Britain's Got Talent. We'll trump your new import with our news. Yeah. And they managed it in spades. The Americans has completely polarised people. Uh, critics seem to enjoy it and love it and respect it. Viewers just aren't there. But 90 minutes was a lot to ask of somebody at well, that time Well, that's only the first night. episode that's 90 minutes. That's not unusual in American well, television to start. Without, uh, no, it was just over an hour when you take the breaks out as well. It's yeah. not, it was hour and a half without... Hour and ten or something, wasn't mm. it, or something like Do that? Do you think Saturday night is a good place for something like well, this? Well, no, I'll tell you what was wrong with it. ITV's not the right place for this. We've said it before. This is ITV once again buying one programme, hoping that somebody will buy, an, you know, buying an audience off the Homeland fans. Mm. Um, not really promoting it that well, not putting anything good on before it, in that sense. But it's got talent was on before Yeah, it. but in that sense, what's that's got to do with the Americans? They could have put yeah. this on a Sunday night where they've got an established what? drama following. And I was thinking when I watched it, you know, originally, because obviously we watch a lot of stuff before it comes on, um, that this is going out after Britain's Got Talent because, like, three minutes into The Americans, it's very, very sort. It gets very racy very quickly, doesn't it? Were you going to use the phrase saucy, saucy there? yeah. <laughs> I wish you had, because we don't say that enough. Fruity. Um, 
<laughs> I, I, but you see, to be fair, that's what you know. Again, Homeland has that. You know, a, a lot of people forget that. In what you're saying is, Homeland. ITV doesn't have the credibility to pull off. No, I think it does, but not on a Saturday night. I think. Well, no. To be fair, no. Here in Key West, we were out before it was in. In this open and inclusive paradise, you can be yourself, make new friends, and savor our live and let live vibe. With LGBTQ plus friendly accommodations, our legendary nightlife, and year-round activities and events, it's always a good time to come as you are. Key West, close to perfect, far from normal. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I Sorry, I agree with you. I don't think it has the credibility because it makes decisions like this. Mm. It ruined Millennium. It ruined... Um, the other programs that is bought uh, was pushing the other daisies. one, pushing daisies, by doing things like this. Drama has never been on a Saturday night like this. It should have yeah. been put on Sunday night where people are at least familiar with it. Yeah. But I think the show's great, and I'm looking it forward is, to it. It's brilliant. I'm shocked. That it, it, the fact the fact is, Luke, it, it does tick a few boxes for you. A okay, it's got flashbacks. I know you don't like that, but it covers <laughs> '80s music quite a lot. It really it's got tries yeah, to The fact that it's really called The Americans, I think, was the first thing that... Yeah, that already put me off. Yeah, I know, yeah. yeah. Uh, but can I just say as well, it's interesting, we always... In whatever podcast <laughs> we talk about, we always come back to scheduling. And if you listen to people... Oh no! I just watch stuff when it's not when you know, when I can, you know. And then you do you talk you have a conversation like this, and sh- and the ratings prove it. Mm-hmm. Scheduling matters. It really matters. It matters. If you put something on on the wrong night, it matters on ITV because the ITV mm-hmm. player is so darn awful that yeah. I wouldn't watch anything on the ITV player if I could avoid it. Yeah, I mean, the other thing I suppose as well is um, that these are just the overnight ratings, and I think once the consolidators come in. Because the American Did you just say Wentz? When... No, I said Wentz for <laughs> consolidation. Oh, okay. I said Wentz. I think the Americans will be a program that a lot of people have taped because, you know, 10 o'clock Saturday night, you know, you're going to be sitting there to half 11 and it is quite a, you know, quite a heavy show. You know, it's all about KGB agents hiding in... Uh, 1980s America. I personally it really be, liked. It. I thought the performance. It would be risky, but I think I think a lot of what I said a few weeks ago would be worth testing. But very risky for ITV. Stick vicious in the Jonathan Roth slot and see how the Americans does on Monday night. Yeah. I would have loved I, to. See, I mean, personally, I wouldn't watch it, but you know, and it would annoy me to an extent. But if you're going to buy an import, you're going to spend money buying an import. I put say, it somewhere actually, where it's going to get. I would say Friday nights where they've been having like the ice cream girls. Well, and, yeah, that probably would have been better. But yeah, where they've been put, they've been tra- trailing drama on Friday nights, haven't they? The last couple of like you know UK dramas they've had on. I would have put it there as the count. Mean, okay, I'm seeing that it got about two million on Saturday night, which is you know just plainly not good enough. 
But again, uh, let's just talk very quickly about Saturday night and audience that w- that wasn't with Les Dawson. Don't need to br- we, don't, we can brush over this as one of the most bizarre um, television yeah. experiences. I completely I've missed ever this. I was what was I doing on Saturday night? Well, you I'm, were a hologram. This I was you a hologram. Yes, yeah. or just named Doctor Who. Yes. Yeah, so, don't. No, you're not. He's not allowed to say. We, us, we, in case I get the call back, we agreed. That. Um, so he broke the toilet in the TARDIS, and they didn't ask him. <laughs> Only because I've put a lot of money on myself at a hundred to one, so we've got to keep it quiet in case the betting. <laughs> Just keep it like Um Yeah. So, what was this one about? Tell me. Sorry, I completely Let missed this. Let me just. Well, we, well, there's other things he obviously we didn't listen about, to the preview, did he, last week? I know, he's, he's um, awful. Basically, he's I'll, I'll, I'll run through it very quickly. It was very a um, audience with, with a Les Dawson hologram. Uh, basically, they've done this in America with uh, Tupac Shakur, I think. Uh, you know, a po- And who is the uh, UK equivalent of Tupac? Les Dawson. Um, Thank you. <laughs> sort of concert. He was actually going to do an audience with a couple of weeks before he died. This was sort of half of it was the audience with, and half of it was just people talking about him. Really, uh, it was it was good. In I mean, it did make me laugh a couple of times. I know all the jokes were old, but they're st- they were still all the jokes I'd heard before mm. and seen before. Yeah. I was surprised. And by also, um, it was good to see who and looking at the audience who Operation Utri haven't got yet. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so that was a bizarre, today, so, uh, a bizarre, bizarre piece of television. Uh, Monday nights, the ratings weren't great uh, for Vicious and the Job Lot. Why? A because they're not that good, and B because the fall on BBC. I still like the Job Lot. I'm going to stick up for it. You stick up for it all you want. You sit there you on like. your own. Um, uh, uh, the reason they're not so good is because they're not so good and the fall <laughs> on BBC Two is dominating the ratings. It's still doing ever so well. I have to admit, I've not stuck with it. It doesn't get my goat. My goat is always out of the room when this is on. It doesn't go and get it for me. The, I, but I, I know Gary and Matt well, still let, let, enjoy let, it. This week's episode, I'm slightly concerned that next week is the finale mm. and episode four should be the bridge towards the end. It yeah. should be that kind of like they should be closing in on the killer. They should have a... Really, all we did in this episode was there was a distraction scene with the fact that a police officer committed suicide in the police station. That was a whole distraction mm. from the main plot. All the sort of, um, you know, the police corruption thing just yeah. tagged on and it just does, it doesn't, it's not as engaging as... And really, really all you got so, out of that was, was Gillian Anderson's character once again showing that her leadership, you know, she took charge of the situation. She, she came in and, and said, you know, do, you know, get his clothes and do the, she did all the right things. So really all you found out from that scene is that Gillian Anderson is quite bossy. You knew that already yeah you didn't no. need to, you could have put this in episode one and it would have meant more as an I introduction to her character I, I didn't mind this episode and i like how they're sort of doing his his downfall that he's becoming more and more paranoid and more and more sloppy as, yeah. as things go on and this obviously this new target is in an area of belfast which is you, you know quite a political hotbed and not the best yeah. place to go to you know like sectarian violence yeah. i yeah. mean the other thing is you know you did kind of get the weak link is the sense that you feel that you that they may have zeroed in on the killer a little bit by the fact that the pathologist said oh well you know i one of my former friends or my friend said yeah. he used to go out with a guy that that attempted to strangle him and if they're gonna catch him via this kind of yeah. like 
whisper, you're all going to think, well, then there's no good police work done here. Yeah. It's just a bit of luck. Exactly. I thought she got incredibly lucky, not only with that the pathologist friend, but also with the letter that he yeah. sent to family. It's like all these clues are coming to her. She hasn't done anything. It's just I, like, I oh, he sent us a letter because she was pregnant, and then, the, it, you know... It makes, it makes me wonder whether we're not actually going to get him caught in I Series 2. I don't think we are. I think, I mean, Luke, you... Do you, do you think that's why they announced Series 2 so early? Well, as I said, as I, said um, I think, on the podcast before, when I went to the screening, Alan Kubert, the writer, had already sort of had Season 2 in his head... But we got but what? Sorry, what? What did he have in his head? Series two. Thank you. What did I say? I said series two. Season. I didn't say season. I said series. You did. You can listen back to it, and you'll be kicked off the podcast. Okay, I'm sorry, Luke. Series two. Thank you. Okay. Um, and obviously Gillian Anderson. Gillian Anderson says season because she's American. Yeah, but she's broken. (laughs) (laughs) And she said she'd come back, and I think it was all basically based on the rating of that first programme, which was fantastic. So from then, they were like... I think think as well, from what I've read, that that the show has done really well in Ireland on RTE as well. You know, this has been a cross-promotion between the BBC and RTE One. So I I think that's almost guaranteed that as long as they could secure her as a character uh, and the writer, you know, you say that that almost gave them that carte blanche. I mean, a a good thing, Luke, that they didn't announce Series 2 as a surprise at the end of the last episode, isn't it? Like another program. Well, you well, no. <laughs> yes, yes, you, rather. So but please. I, th- I think, I think it's, I think if if it ends in a cliffhanger, which we won't know obviously till the end, it's a shame that they've revealed the. Yeah, yeah, I totally agree with you. Um, yes, the fall uh, Monday. It concludes on Monday night at nine o'clock on BBC Two. Regardless of what I think about it, it's nice that BBC Two have a drama hit on their yeah. hands because even the hour. That was supposed to be this big BBC Two drama didn't bring in the viewers. Well, the last one that I can think of that did so well critically was Parade's End, which none of us really sort of got to handle with. I liked it. Um, Yeah, okay. I I, I didn't say didn't didn't like it, but you didn't really. No, the good people on the podcast. What wasn't on the podcast when it was on? And who's that? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you've only yourself to blame for that, man. Can't blame us. Um, We didn't even know you were then. We didn't know you existed. And that's your I fault. see where your lives before that. <laughs> yeah, we got a lot more done. Um, BBC Four. I love how we're talking about BBC Four, actually, because yeah. we don't very often. Up the women. We'll just leave it up. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no. Man, it's one new... attack. Rise it and lower it within one <laughs> sentence. <laughs> that's why I'm not a journalist. Uh, Other Women is a brand new three-part series from Jessica Hines, formerly Jessica Stevenson of Spaced. Uh, We already know this is getting a second series too, so it seems to be the thing to do to tell people. This was basically when it starts that this is coming back for more. I mean, this is only a three-episode run, almost like a three-episode pilot run. Um, I, I I mean, we talked last week that, Luke, you didn't make it through the first episode. Um, I... The the performances from Jessica Hines, from Becky Pepperdine, and from Rebecca Front were all really good, but the script was really lacking in something, and the central joke seemed to be, you know, the women are more intelligent than the men, why haven't they got the vote? And there was a lot of uh, jokes made about male genitalia. Um, they're just It was just a bit... Sim- it was too similar to the podcast, yeah. is what yeah. you're saying. <laughs> so are you saying I'm all woman? No, <laughs> no. I'm saying, saying you, you, you don't really add anything. Yeah, 
saying you don't really add anything to it. <laughs> Especially when you're not here. Um, yeah, I, I just, I always, th- I know Matt, you always, your catchphrases, I saw the first one, and mine is often, I didn't make it through, and I often feel bad about that when you I always try and give programmes the benefit of the doubt, and usually, yeah, and I think it's good. Usually the reason I, why I watch the first one of things is that I always review the first episode of things, either for you or yeah. for other websites I write for, but I'll only stick with things if I am reviewing the whole series, or yeah. if I genuinely like it. And you have to, but, um back me up a little bit people we do have an awful lot to watch and if something like this if I feel like I've seen it a million times yeah. before it, it, I just I don't know I wasn't impressed um, I like Jessica Hines I always have though I wasn't a massive space fan um, but yeah I just thought mm, no, and she's also not for uh, rumoured to be the next Doctor by the way apparently uh, yeah, so that's uh, up the women. It's on. I think it's on Wednesdays on BBC. Four. Thursdays uh, tonight after the. Break. I said I think. Um, <laughs> we've just got enough time uh, no, to talk about. Get me out of a hole when I get things wrong. Well, yeah, because yeah. your holes are quite big. Not true, yeah. You're, you're in. Uh, I'm in more of a molehole while you're down a mine somewhere. Yeah. Uh, like just time to talk about Britain's Got Talent. It's been weird having this break. Between the semi-finals yeah. and the final, which can, will finally be on. Can I also say that I, I hardly watched any of the semi-finals, and I don't feel like I missed out one bit. No, it was a bit, there was too many people. I think forty-five is too many semi-finalists. Yeah. My problem with the semi, my problem yeah. with the final final is that there will be too many There's singers. Six in it. singers out of the ten they've announced. There's six singers, yeah. and that's far too much. But but. In a way, you can't blame Britain's Got Talent for that. They put it out to public vote. Mm-hmm. If the public are going to vote for singers, then... But then that last... But, but we know the British public are idiots. Yeah. But then, for example, that last um, episode where they had the choice between the Irish boy singer or the ventriloquist, and Simon Cowell obviously sees that... He basically looks at the marketability rather than who you know who'd make a better final, and obviously... The young Irish lad who hit a, a, quite a few bum notes in his version of uh, "I Will Always Love You," and that ventriloquist who I thought was was pretty good for a ventriloquism act. But the, the oh my life! Can I sorry? Can I just interrupt you, Matt? We have some podcast breaking news. What's that? Uh huh. I'm very excited about this. I would never normally interrupt Matt. <laughs> Nine thirty tomorrow on BBC One after EastEnders and before the Voice Results Show. They are going to premiere the trailer for Luther Series Oops. 3. Oh. That is tomorrow on BBC One at 9.30. So hold on. After, after EastEnders after... and before The Voice. Well, uh, for once, the I'm voice probably going to have to watch EastEnders then, aren't I? So that I don't miss it. It is so exciting. I'm assuming that it will be up on the Custard TV soon after if Gary doesn't want to watch EastEnders. It will be, yes, Brilliant. and this news is going up there now as well. But yeah, um, you think you the trailer for Luther... first? No, carry on, okay, I was just trying. Okay, yeah, I forget, what were we talking about? Singers, yeah. sorry, my apologies. Yeah, anyway, um, yeah, I've forgotten That's now, fun. yeah, you've, you've spoiled my... Yeah, but yeah, so, what no, were we talking about? My sentence. You, it, was, it, was, it was your time to go. Okay, well, let's have Matt talking a little bit more as he tells you what you can look forward to between now and when we return on Tuesday. Tuesday yeah. Okay, so tonight at 9 o'clock we have got uh, David Williams' Snapshot in Time, which is basically a documentary one-off. It's uh, ITV, 9 o'clock. 
uh, where he look, he tries to reunite uh, school friends who were with him in a um, school play where they all dressed up as women. Um, apparently, this was the first time where he sort of felt like he could be like a you know a comic actor. So that's on tonight. If you like David Wallins, I'm sure you'll enjoy. That. I might give it a go. I might. I there's not much on in in. in uh, I've still really I've still got a fair bit to catch up on, so I don't think I'm going to be watching that. Uh, okay. Tomorrow night, eight o'clock on Channel Four. Four rooms, sort of returns. Now this is the, um, I suppose you could call it like an antique show to an extent. It's a bit sort of Dragon's Denzy. If you've not seen it before, Dragon's Denzy. I love. <laughs> we have to use that every week. Uh, uh, someone comes in with an unusual item. Uh, they there's uh, four dealers behind four doors. They can go into any room they want. Uh, the dealers will sometimes make an offer. They can turn the offer down, but if they go into another room and they don't like that offer, they then can't enter the room that they've previously been in. Uh, this, as uh, it's been on daytime, I think this is the second half of series three. Some of them have already been in daytime. The main change here is that the uh, the dealers will sort of change as the series go. The uh, series goes on. There's there's more of them this time, including bizarrely tomorrow back. One of the dealers this time around. What? She's back. Sorry, is she? Yeah. Uh, it's hard to take a ser- someone like that seriously about buying. Like, I didn't know she was sort of an antiques dealer now, but there you go. Uh, Talisa's on there looking for old Coke bottles <laughs> as well. Or uh, Hilarious. Nice. Hilarious. Or her career. Yeah. Um, yeah, you'll probably soon see or a celebrity. Um, after after four rooms tomorrow night on Channel Four at nine o'clock is the annual comedy gala, which is basically the majority of the British stand-ups getting together to do a, a um, charity concert. I think is it for Great Ormond Street or something like that. Yeah, it's Great Ormond Street, yeah. Joe Brand, Alan Carr, Jack D, Lee Evans, all the all the sort of the big names. My, my problem with that is is that the intro that I've seen so far has far too much Miranda in it, which is already putting me off. Mm, I think Sorry. most of them do this sort of the same amount of time, sort of dedicated yeah, yeah. to their sets, don't they? So uh, yeah, they all do two, three minutes of their stump set kind of thing. Yeah, as we've already re- uh, mentioned, Britain's Got Talent final this Saturday, uh, seven thirty p.m. Uh, they, n- is it, nothing... can, can I just ask? Sorry, is yeah. there a, a front runner? Is there someone that we think is going to win? Uh, well, it, I think Attraction, aren't they the bookies' favourites, these sort of shadows? I find them the most moving yeah. of the lot. I mean, it's, the shadow um, if not them, then probably either Jack Carroll or possibly Francine Lewis. They're the three front runners, I think, at the moment. Yeah. yeah. The, I think the, Francine got too cocky uh, for her. The three I think not the singers singing. will take each other's votes away, though, because I yeah. think they'll split votes. So yeah. I think it will be one of the novelty acts that wins. As long as it's not new school, then I'm happy. Uh, Sunday night. Uh, not new school, is it? Old it's school. Preschool. preschool. One of the schools. <laughs> You'll get there. Not, Keep trying. Not, not got into the school of their choice. Yes. Catchment area. Anyway, uh, Poro is uh, returns to the screens on uh, Sunday night, eight p.m. This is David Suchet's final series as uh, the Belgian detective. Who do we think? I think Matt Smith would make yeah. Poro. <laughs> He's free now. Olivia Coleman. <laughs> yeah, um, anything She's to say about there. Poirot? It's sort of, it's the only problem that I no. have with Poirot is it feels like 80s television now in the sense that Poirot was on years ago and has always been on and now other dramas have come in and they're doing this kind of style much better 
Therefore, Poirot doesn't really. Well, feel it is the last. It is the last Poirot, but then there's Marples coming back soon. Doesn't as feel well. that good. So, anyway, uh, something a bit different for Sunday nights on uh, oh, Channel. Oh, I'm looking forward to this. Yeah, is the new French supernatural drama The Returned, which is uh, Sunday night, Channel Four, nine o'clock. Uh, this is basically about. It's a. I believe is a bunch of uh, school children who were on a bus crash. Um, they, you know, obviously everyone thought they died and then they start reappearing in their French town. I think it's quite brave for Channel 4 to be airing a subtitled drama sort of at prime time. I know BBC4 do it, but they're sort of, you know, like a cable channel. It'll be interesting to see how this does. And also uh, Channel 4 airing a French, uh, or French advert break while the return is on as well. Yeah, I, I, I thought that was quite interesting. I quite like that. That's a nice little thing that, that uh, Channel 4 are doing. Now, I, really, I, I really like that the, the previews have made it look really good. I mean, it, you know, it, quite similar in that sense. It's a more straightforward version of the fades. Yeah. And and finally, uh, Channel 4 uh, are obviously trailering very much their mating season at the moment. Uh, sort of it's the most bizarre advertising yeah. campaign I've ever witnessed. Is this witnessed. the one with the tortoise? Yes, it is. I thought that was like an advert for Cadbury's chocolate or something when I first saw it. Yeah. This it's just proof you've got chocolate on the brain now, Gary, really. Anyway, um, uh, that's the uh, the mating season is a, is a bit you know a big season all full of uh, things about romance and such. Dates itself is um, th- uh, thirty minute comedy dramas uh, featuring I believe uh, Will Mellers in there, Una Chaplin, uh, the guy is it Greg McHugh from Fresh Meat, yes. a couple of more who I can't think off the top of my head. I'm sure Luke will remind me in a minute. Andrew Scott is there. Yes, of of sure. Yeah, anyway, and basically they're all about you know them going on blind dates, uh, you know internet dating and all that. Uh, and there is a trailer for that on the CustardTV.com website, which is all new. There is, fresh. which is all new and shiny. Oh, hold on, um, I missed that. What website is that? CustardTV.com. Okay. I know you've been out a lot. And now but, yeah. the the has actually got a capital now, which I which I noticed. Oh. Do you appreciate the capital? I, well, I thought you know we're we're getting older, we're growing up a yeah. bit. You know. Okay, well, thank you ever so much. If you have any questions on Twitter at TV or Gary's. At the Gary Show. Or Matt's. At Matt's TV Bites with two T's in Matt. Or Miranda Hart's. At famous non funny comedian. There you go. <laughs> it's the Custard TV podcast. We'll be back hopefully on Tuesday with the latest news, previews, and. Um, reviews. Well, no, no, in, no, yeah, reviews. No interviews. And comedy. We'll try Com- and get we'll try- some yeah, should we try comedy on Tuesday? Yeah, why not? The comedy, uh, comedy gala. Yeah. <laughs> yes. In in aid of to get me some time out, which I still haven't been able to find. I'm sure if you went into your local supermarket, you would quite happily find some timeouts in the chocolate bar. Well, if you come and take me out, Matt, I'm more than happy to go with you. Luke, there's this thing called the internet. I don't know if you've heard of it. I'm not on it. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> oh, of course, because yeah. you're never on Twitter, are you? So. I'm not on it. No, you're not yeah, on it. I don't believe in internet geek. No. People talking to people they've never even met on the f- on Skype. I bet you things. haven't even got a MySpace page, have you? It's creepy. What MySpace? Creepiness. Oh, no. Bebo. That was Bebo. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Thank you ever so much for listening. You can download this episode of the web of the podcast from the website or from iTunes, whichever you find the easiest. But tell your friends and loved ones, and if they happen to be the same person, that's great. Uh, to visit, yeah, tell them we love them. Yeah. Uh, because is new, shiny, and more exciting than ever. Bye bye, people of the internet. Bye.
With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.